Welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. I'm Ryan here with Jeremy as always. How's everybody doing out there? So last episode, I said this in the beginning anyways, but I'll say it again. Um, May 21st, we'll be at Bell's Brewery in the eccentric cafe, the back room part of. There's a vintage music market going on. There'll be a bunch of vendors down there. So if you're in the Michigan area or you're willing to travel to it, definitely swing by. It's from 12 to 5. There'll be us there and beer and food and other shit. Yeah, we're going to have our own personal records for sale, some of them from our own collection, some from the store, and we're going to be out shopping for ourselves. It'll be a good time. I'll spend all the money I make, probably. And then some. Yeah, and then some. <laughs> but it'll be cool. I get tired of digging through our stuff that I dig through to oh, where man. I know everything in the store, and so it's just not as exciting to look through. It'll be a good trip to, like, kick off summer, like, a week earlier than most people, I guess. It's not a Memorial Day thing. We're doing it a week early. Oh, yeah, that's right. Memorial Day is the following. There was like a, a peace officer's Memorial Day or something, and I mm. was under the assumption that it was Memorial Day last Monday. Damn. Or like this Monday that just passed. So I was like, oh, well, every day I like is hyped something. up my kid, and I'm like, you don't have school oh, Monday. Oh, shit. And then come Monday, he's like, motherfucker. Yeah, dude. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I felt bad. Like but. I said, Every day is like something. Some holiday. Yeah, it's weird now. There is really a day for everything. I mean, should be able to get days off for religious purposes. And if I am, you know, praying to the, I don't even want to use the G word, but, you know, music is my, <laughs> the G word. Is my outlet, right? Or is my, is my insight and outlook. So, like, maybe I got to take every Friday and Monday off, sometimes Wednesday, just to be good to my gods and shit. Yeah. I don't think that'll fly, though. No. I mean, I guess if you started, like, praying to the record gods, like, every so often, and, like, people took it a little more seriously, maybe. <laughs> oh, I know for sure, man. I heard this. It was, you know, like, some crazy, you won't believe it's true thing. But there's a guy in Europe somewhere, I believe it's in the Netherlands, but don't quote me on that part. But he's on disability for go and he goes to shows because that's the only thing that makes him feel good. Well, goddamn Oh it, yeah, yeah. I seen that. I fucking only feel good when I go to shows. Other than that, <laughs> life is complete shit. So like, what the fuck, man? I remember seeing that before. Like, and he gets like disability for it or something. Yeah, dude, he just yeah. he gets to like live off the government yep. and go to shows because he's depressed if he doesn't. Like what? He figured out a way to work the system. Oh, I don't know if they'd let that fly here. Maybe. <sighs> dude. Well, we just ruined it for ourselves because we're talking about it on the air, but Oh yeah. I guess that's true. The government doesn't listen to us. I hope not. Not on this platform, at least. I swear they listen to me at home, dude, like, when I don't want them to. You ever, um, say you're watching YouTube, whatever, even, like, some videos, and then you and I might be talking on the phone. Not even talking on the phone. We could just be talking next to each other about, you know, oh, tampons are great. And then, like, the next day, man, nothing but tampon commercials. Or uh, whatever it might be, dude. Well, if you're on your phone and you search that, it'll... No, 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 that I get. Yeah. But I'm saying it's just like... But yeah, if you're just talking about it... It's freaking me out. Yeah. I've had it happen a few times. Very strange. Anyway, I wish that, you know, they'd do it with good stuff. Like, here's an example, right? I got a VMP fucking commercial this morning for a fucking album I just got sent to me, like, last week. It's like, <laughs> you got your shit fucked up. Anyway... Today our topic is bands with perfect discographies, or artists rather, but no bad albums. And, and it had to be they released four or more albums. At least four. Yeah, at least four. Which made it If they didn't difficult. make it to the more, that's fine. But And like, there's a lot more than just these, how many did we do, eight? Yeah. 
there's a lot more than just these eight, but like we tried to kind of mix up the genres and make it into like a little bit of metal, a little bit of hip hop, some punkish hardcore stuff and jazz, jazz pop. Things. Like yeah. we tried to touch on a little bit of everything with eight, I guess, you know. And there's no particular reason for eight. It was just a number we picked. Five was too little. Ten felt like too another much. top ten list. So I guess we went with eight. With all the stuff that's been going on all week and getting ready for this record show, it's been uh, pretty hectic, actually. But it'll Most be a lot of fun. And we didn't want to leave all the weekly listeners hanging. So we threw together this fun little thing. Which actually, um, I did have fun over the last 24 hours. Because we pretty much threw it together in, you know, 24 hours or so. Yeah. And like... You're like, oh, man, this band's got a... Pr- oh, fuck, I forgot about that piece of shit. Yeah. You know? We and, have some honorable mentions, yeah, too. That definitely. almost made it, but screwed it up with this or that. Yep. Oh, and uh, what was another stipulation was if they were... If they passed away, the album oh, yeah, the, that they were working on... The posthumous albums don't right, count. Don't count unless they... It was, like, already... Mix and mastered, we'll say. Damn, I just thought of one. As I, Sean Price had a. Oh, you're right. Perfect discography. You are right. His po- some of his posthumous albums got a little like, eh, but. Yeah, I'm missing. Had, I'm missing a couple of those too. He had one. I didn't. That's not on our list, but yeah. Shit, that's good. Uh, but before we get into that, all our social media stuff you can find in the episode description. Uh, we say it time and time again, so I'm just going to tell you it's in the episode description for right now. Go check that out. Follow us. Follow the show. We have uh, stickers and pins that we're making up here pretty soon, and we'll be posting those on the Instagram. And we can ship them if people want to, but for the most part, they'll kind of be like locally in the store. So uh, feel free to come in and support the podcast by picking that shit up. Please, thank you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, just kick off with Surprise Me, Jeremy, whoever you want to say first. Okay. Man, you already know all of mine, so. I know, but I don't know who you're going to start with. Oh, I guess not, <laughs> I guess not. Okay. Well, I'm going to start. I didn't want to start in any, like, particular yeah, order because I'm like, shit, who do I want to pick first? All right, I'm going to go, I'll go with some, like with a four, four album, Perfect, The Smiths. They only had four studio albums. Anybody that's familiar with the Smiths, you know, they'll they know they'll agree. I haven't ever heard anybody say any one of their albums is bad or even like better than the other. Usually, the Queen is Dead is held as like the fucking tip top one, but I like they're all titles and Meat is Murder. Meat is Murder, but also like if you're a if you're a Smiths fan, you're going to like all the albums. But if you're not, you're going to hate them all. Because right. I have heard people be like, man, I fucking hate the Smiths. That's what I'm saying, though, right? It's either you're in or you're out. Yeah. And um, What about if you continued on past that and went into Morrissey's solo career? Would you still include those ones? No. I wouldn't either. But that being said, I'd include Dollar Johnny Mars solo shit. Because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that one record that you bought a while ago that he just came out with was actually, like, really yeah, sweet. Yeah, the, the one that he did over COVID. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of it was, I'll but it. I was looking it up, or I was streaming it, like, when you bought it, because I was like, oh, Johnny Marr. So, streamed it, checked it out. I think I even sent it to John, and it was pretty sweet. I liked it. Yeah, the uh, one before it called Comet. Or call the comet, call the comet. Man, I fucking wore that out. So out of if you had to pick out of the four, which one? On the Smiths. Yeah. Man, see, it's hard. Like, what do you like if Fever okay, if you were at if you were going to be like okay, I'm gonna play the Smiths. What record do you pull first? I pull the first one. We had that like mega clean. 
No, it was the first U.S. press, so oh. it's not first U.K. Because I think the first U.K. has, like, the Smiths is either yellow or gray, and it's vice versa for uh, American. I can't remember which is which. I think I yellow know, was yeah. the U.K. and gray well, I, was the You can tell US. by the um, <clears throat> tracks listing, too. Oh, yeah, that's because, right. Because uh, I don't have an American... Um, press like old press. I have a new, newer American, or no, I have a new UK press and an old Canadian fucking press that has it'd be the same as the US. So, this charming man's on there, which that's not on the uh, UK version. It came on, remember that collection that had the real, real clean talking heads wildlife? Yeah, yeah, or is it what? A true stories. That's what it was, not wildlife. Wild Wildlife's the song on there. Yeah, yeah. It's a single. It came out of that same collection. Gotcha. So somebody knew what was good. He was for like a a college professor. Oh, I had man. him. I never had him as a teacher, but one of my instructors, like, he shared an office with him or something like that, and I he looked so familiar to me, and I was like, oh yeah, you're that one dude. Uh, he had, like, The Cure, Talking Heads, The Smiths, like, uh, a whole bunch of really cool shit. And it was all, like, immaculately clean. That's I fucking love that, when people take care of their shit. Yeah. Another thing with The Smiths, and it's because they're a UK band, they're, like, all the singles. So, Hateful of Hollow is, like, a compilation album, you know what I mean? With, like, all of their singles on it. So, you can't really say it's an original a recording, but like that compilation is fucking flawless. You know what I mean? Because it's just like all bangers. You know what I mean? From the Smiths, it has like Heaven Knows I'm Miserable, William. It was really nothing. How soon is now? Like all that shit's on there. It's fucking awesome. So, yeah, the Smiths, man. The Queen is dead. Is all. It's between that for me, you know, because of Big Big Mouth Strikes Again. And if you yeah. ever get a chance, and I might even put this on the, in fact, I will, I'll put it on the playlist, but uh, Slapshot covers Big Mouth Strikes again. So I'm going to put both versions on there, and It's, but they do it, like, Slapshot makes that shit their own, and it, but it's just such a weird song for Slapshot to, like, a band for them to cover, you know, Straight Edge, like, Militant, I'll Kick Your Ass, Boston band is covering like some whiny smith shit yeah that is weird yeah typically that's not the direction that goes yeah and it but the song is dope so yeah next band we'll do the police i almost did those dudes first yeah i don't think i mean zinata's definitely my least favorite police album but it's still a really good album i just That'd be my like last one I would pull out if I had to listen or if I was going on a police kick. The third I, one? I just got off of a police kick yeah. not that long ago. Yeah, the third one. But I mean they stayed consistent their whole career and like they had a little reggae sound in the beginning of their career and, and then kind of that ghosted it, throughout like, elevated to a certain way like later on in their career it kind of it still had that reggae like background to it and tempo, but Sting kind of morphed into his own at that point. You think that had to do with the um, splitting up of the band? Could be because like uh, when they were doing the last two records, they were pretty much on the the outs. Yeah. Like they were couldn't really stand each other. They all were on different tour buses. They all like they pretty much wrote together, and that was it. Like. And oh, if shit. I remember right, like Stuart and Andy, the two brothers in the band, they were like all right with each other for the most part. Okay. And then they would do the music together. And then Sting would come in with like his parts. That's fucked up. But I could see like how it would be hard to work with someone like Sting because he comes off as a very, like, this is my vision. And this is my way or the highway. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of how I I feel. Even when you listen to the albums, you can almost feel that towards the end. I think my favorite one would be the second album, Regatta de Blanc. Yeah. I think that's the one I would I would go for most of the time. Just because of, like, 
message in a bottle and walking on the moon like i can't help i like the hits man they're good fucking songs we every time we get a cd collection in here we have the police the singles cd yeah, I, yeah there's yeah. like seven of them here at this point i'm like why the fuck is this every single time it's only that there's always just the hits there's never like a once in a while there's an album but very rarely and that's like um another one like now the police obviously they get their due but you're right that's a band that people are like oh i love the police but they only like know the singles yeah like rocks like, and they have don't so stand much. so close yeah. to me and like yeah they have like a really Shit really good song so deep dude i think for the playlist you should put not hits oh definitely all Just deep so, cuts yeah in fact um that's probably i'll try to uh do that just because that's how we roll. I didn't care for, like, once Sting went solo, I really didn't care for most of his stuff. Um, like, no, I he, can't, he I, can I, sing, I, but... I can't say I did. I don't know. It just got too... Uh, not even too mellow. It just was boring. Like, when, when you're taking it from, like, comparing it to the police. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They were upbeat and exciting for the most part. And he kind of went into that like soft rock yeah. adult contemporary, like at least I remember being a kid and hearing it on the radio. I'm trying to like the desert air that song. I can't, I had to like hello, hello, or something, dude. It's like <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, that's not the police, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, but that happens. I mean, you go to a solo career, some people carry it on sounding. But that's the over same. here. Like too. Iggy, Iggy Pop did it. Like, yeah, that's he true. He carried on the same, but then he went into some weird, like, experimental and jazz yeah. fusion things. I'm proud to say that Iggy is from our motherfucking state. Yeah. That being said, Iggy will not be on this list. No. He has a lot of crazy fucking albums out there that he's are just got, like, why did you do this, dude? Yeah. He's got some that are just like, it seems like he just turned on whatever he was recording on and was like, I'm going to just spout off at the dumbest yep. fucking shit that I could. He's got like that fucking pussy power song and then like <laughs> take me to butt land or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude. And it's not even it'd the be lyrics, good if they it's were... like the composition, too. It's yeah, yeah. just like It'd weird. be one thing if he, like, did that shit. Because he's known to put humor in his music, so that's not anything right. out of the ordinary. But it'd be one thing if he actually made it a good song, but the songs are awful. <laughs> yep. Anyway, hit me with the next band. All right. Let's go with Tupac, mix it up. Pretty, like we said kind of an obvious one to us but oh and just for 2023 reference um, if anybody doesn't know this for whatever reason all eyes on me was tupac's last record correct. before he died and then just I so people got... aren't like oh this one album sucked although like i liked better days and uh loyal to the game was good yeah too. yeah yeah and then like loyal to the game that was the one that eminem did entirely but like better days had some it was huge when it came out i remember so as well yeah when so as Thugs far Mansion as came out and shit like around the time of the biggie movie and the tupac movie the original ones oh would that have been what like 2004 2002 i think it came okay, out that's somewhere better around days. there yeah that's better days 2001 2000. Oh, I remember when that movie came out now. Yeah, Tupac Resurrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we're going with Tupacalypse Now in 91, Strictly For My in 93, Me Against the World in 95, and All Eyes on Me in 96. Yeah. Flawless fucking albums. And then like you just said, I like Until the End of Time. I like Are You Still Down. I think it sucks that they still use them in music like i don't know how to i feel like it. anything that they use at this point's already been used exactly that's what i mean like it's it's been exhausted i think yeah and he was a workaholic i mean 
Yeah, I mean, he still had like four or five albums after he oh, died yeah. of work. I think maybe even more. And then all as the bootlegs as... that have been out there. Yeah, he does get sampled. Although I hear Method Man sampled more than I hear Tupac. Yeah. Like, I hear Method Man's just like little punchlines sampled in a ton of shit. Oh, shit. Maybe it's harder to get the rights to Tupac. Oh, I could, I could imagine. Because I believe his mom is running the show. And I didn't even know she was still alive. Oh, did she die? I fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Well, either way, I know like somebody's not gonna let that shit go on him. Yeah. But I grew up with Tupac. Um and like as you said, so did you. In a different you know, we both grew up in different eras of it really. Yeah. And there yeah. I don't know if I would say like I think he's uh overrated as an MC as far as like rhyming and shit like that and like but just how he did shit was what makes he him was great. Kinda like it's like a Martin like he stands up for like all people really you know what I mean they say like black folks but he was standing up for poor folks fucking he doesn't care dude yeah and I think you know no he definitely had like a character about him for right. sure and a certain type of uh like an attitude and confidence, charisma, that right. sort of thing that was all like part of his appeal. Exactly. And, you know, and I think you'll agree with me. Um, I think Biggie's got way better flow. Yeah. And he could ride a beat way better. Right. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Tupac. <laughs> Again. Shit, we could debate that whole lot. Oh, I know. Because there's like people like Black Thought and like Sean Price and people that are Black like, Thought's amazing. Big L that I'm like, dude, these guys rhyme 10 billion times. Oh, better. definitely. And they get no credit. Yep. Or they get credit from. They know, only get credit from like the hip hoppers, yeah. not from. So you can buy a Tupac shirt at Walmart. Yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? So, anyway, as far as an album to pop in. I just close my eyes and grab one, to be honest. Yeah. It's hard to, because it, you know, like the first one, you can tell he's hungry. It doesn't quite have it all together. But by the time you get to Me Against the World, it's pretty solid. And that album was number one while he was locked up. That's pretty And crazy. he was like one of the first to do that. Yeah, I believe so. I, I guess say one of, because you know, I don't know for sure. If yeah, I don't know if it happened it again. Before then. Right. All right. Let's get some death metal. So... Death, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, they put out eight records. Every single one of them was good. And Chuck even was in that Controlled Denied band for a while, and all that shit was really good, too. It's... I don't know. Do you think that if they had a chance to carry out their career, like if they were still putting out music now... Would they fuck it up? Would they fuck it up? I don't know. The crazy thing about Death is how... All the fucking member changes and shit, and they still... I mean, and maybe that's probably what kept it fresh and made it so fucking good. I don't know. So what are we talking from, like, say from 2000 till now? They made, like, five or six more albums. Would it still be... Would we still be having this conversation? I don't know. Based on this, you'd have to think. Well... Yeah. I mean, the difference in sound between Scream Bloody Gore to Sound of Perseverance, like, they're both still really great, really groundbreaking, but they both have two way yeah, different yeah, sounds. Yeah, exactly. Too. Like, Scream Bloody Gore was a lot more raw and uncut, and Sound of Perseverance was... Beautiful? Yeah. And like, it, like, I was listening to it this morning, actually. And it just had a... It was beautiful, but had like a dark, creepy, eerie sound to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which was kind of part of the lore of the band, really, because Symbolic was going in that direction, but like Sound of Perseverance perfected it. Yep. My favorite album on out of theirs is uh, Leprosy. I say that all the time. I love the song Leprosy, the cover, and it's only, you know, it's the fucking shit just gives me the willies, man. If I had to pick a favorite album, it would be Symbolic, but, I mean, they're one of those bands that you can just grab any album you want to and it's good. Agreed. I'm glad, though, that 
when Chuck passed, they stopped. They stopped and didn't try to replace the singer. Same with like typo negative. When Peter died, there is no way you could have replicated no. that sound. No. And the same with Chuck. Like he had not only the sound vocally, but his guitar sound was just unlike anybody else at the time. Yeah, nobody's gonna get that tone. And that reminds me of you know, um Sublime, right? The band. Mm-hmm. And they ended up putting, uh, like, if you look it up, it's, like, Sublime with, like, Rome. Ronin. Rome. Rome? Yeah. Okay. Like, what the fuck was that all about? Like, I don't, I don't know. know why they did that. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of Sublime, so I didn't. Like, like, I remember seeing, I was at a show one time, and Sublime with Rome was playing, like, at the end of the block. And everybody was like, dude, you guys aren't at Sublime with Rome? I'm like, no, I'm at fucking coffin cats or yeah, whatever yeah. the hell I was at. I don't remember what it was. It was something, something like that. It's just never been my thing. Well, I I would have I would have went to the coffin cats as well. But um Yeah, they put on a killer Sublime, show. Sublime with uh Bradley or whatever original group. I mean, they get they put out two really fucking solid records that everybody liked at the time, you know. I couldn't fucking go anywhere without hearing it. Shit, you still can't most of the Yeah, time. I guess so. That self-titled album is so fucking overplayed. But I don't know, like you said, with the singer thing, it's like why you just tainted that entire fucking band's legacy with that shit. That's how I see it. Sorry, fucking Rome, but you suck, dude. No, just change, change just, your band name. Yeah, exactly. Choking Victim did it. Yeah, Leftover Crack. Bitch. By the way... Amazing fucking band. Typo Negative definitely could have made the list here, too. Yeah, I'm not a huge Typo fan, but all of their shit is consistent. And I would have to say, like, with that being, not even being a fan, I mean, you gotta give credit where credit's due, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Mad Ball. New York City Hardcore. Yeah, they really haven't strayed from their sound I I don't know they like I think have stayed the same people their entire career definitely they're big in their own realm but didn't let that like get to their head yeah they're like like in my opinion definitely you pretty much said it they uh they stuck to the same plan and they're the same guys that started out you know same people as obviously as they evolved as humans and they're older now and as you go through these records, you can hear that fucking growth, man. And it, and I think that's really cool. It's like you can... They're like the... You can grow up with Freddie, like, yeah. through these albums, really. You know, all it, the way from Ball of cool Destruction. It is cool that they're, like, the red-headed stepchild to Agnostic yeah. Front. Kind of like how Metallica, Megadeth, yep. uh, Cold as Life, Hate, Inc., no, it's cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other ones immediately, but it, they're like, it's cool. Like, there's two like powerhouse bands like that. An agnostic front, I can't say, has a perfect discography. Yeah. And one of the reasons is because uh, the Warriors album, that sounds like a fucking Madball record. I mean, that's what kind of fucked it up for me. With agnostic front, I'm saying it was like, it went like a real Madball y way. Instead of keeping it like the more punk rock way, you know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, because yeah. they do sound way different. Definitely. But yeah, with um, Madball, Hold It Down is probably my favorite album. Um, I like although, demonstrating my style. Yeah, like every every album has something on it that fucking. Even that Empire says record. Something. I like that one a lot. It was in like the mid 2000s, 2010. Yeah, yep. that record was great. Empire and Infiltrate the System are the two albums I know least, and I can explain why. 2007, Infiltrate the System came out. That was the year my kid was born. 2010, my kid was three, so I was chasing a kid around. Yeah. And, uh... That makes sense. I You know, I, I noticed, that's where I was, like, I noticed that now, going through even my music where I'm like, there's a few year gap where it's like, oh, I was trying to figure out all this life shit. 
But Hardcore Lives, fucking amazing record for the cause. Came out in 2018. They're about due for another record, to be honest. I mean, if you look at it, it's about every five. Four or five years. Yeah, four or five years. Who knows? It's probably in the works. Could be. And uh, Set It Off, man, their first album. That's a fucking classic. And that album just, it starts off tough as fuck. That's the one that has the... The we don't take it, we just on. make it. Yeah. Yeah. How many records they put out total? One, two, three, nine. four. Nine? Yep, nine. I recently posted them on my Instagram because I couldn't oh, decide right. yeah. what I wanted to I've listen to. And uh, shout out to Nate Stigney. He said, look my way, and everybody else his age is going to say, look my way, too. <laughs> because I know that everybody, Bill, all those dudes, that's the shit. And I'm kind of like, a step behind, so I'm in that hold it down era, you know. Yeah. But uh if you haven't listened to Madball, fucking listen to Madball and stop being uncool. Get with the fucking program. I'm surprised that isn't a t shirt. Listen to Madball and stop being uncool. We need to stop giving away our fucking ideas, man. <laughs> so we're gonna see them online. It's gonna be one of those ads that's pitched to you from your yeah, phone. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> But most definitely, man, Madball's a killer band. Yeah. And I will include such deep cuts. So after that, I have Aesop Rock, or I should say we have yeah, we Aesop both, Rock. We both have Aesop. Uh, Aesop, for, well, before I say this, Aesop Rock on Rhymesayer's label, not, not Rocky. Aesop Rocky, just in case anybody misquotes me on that. Aesop Rock did 12 or 13 records. I can't remember if Appleseed was like considered to be an actual album or not. And I don't know. Okay, on if my they list, it's include not. Music but, for Earthworms. Right. Like on my list, Music for Earthworms is included, but Appleseed isn't. Right. I don't but know. But I do have a, a full it. album of Appleseed. But I think that might be one of those cases where it was like. like a comp. A comp of singles or like little short things, but even his uh, like side projects that he did, like Lice with Homeboy Sandman. Oh, I know those were all good. Malibu He's, Ken. Yep, that was uh, Tobacco was the producer yeah, on yeah. that one. I, it was weird, but I liked it a lot. It reminded me of like it was like Aesop rap, rapping over a Super Nintendo soundtrack. It was sick. Like, everything was yeah. real digital, like. 80s retro sounding but it was cool it took a minute for it to kind of hit that way for me because at the first i was like what the hell yeah 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 and then you listen to it and you're like oh, this is good but he's even done like he produced just felt, so felt three and some yeah the beats yeah that he's put on that phenomenal yeah dude felt the shit too yeah and he's had a long 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 career of consistently good music i mean to me he's like i want to pick this dude's brain because i want to know how he writes a song because his songs are so intricate oh and i fuck i know and crazy and he drops them like, every fucking year it yeah. seems like now and like i mean they say eminem sits and reads this th- uh, <laughs> yeah yeah a thesaurus all day but like i'm like what about aesop rock like this guy's putting in like Way more words than uh-huh. Eminem ever, even like unique words too. That shit you don't hear, and then it winds together this story that somehow makes sense at the end. Because there's songs where you're like, "What the fuck did he just say?" And you gotta go <laughs> back and listen to it. And I don't know. It's just it's bizarre how he writes. I don't know where he gets that mindset. It just must be the person that he is. You know that single "Long Legged Larry." Yeah. I fucking love that song, man. And that's another one, like you said, it's like Go Larry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like and you and they have a whole thing about fucking this dude long and legged Larry. Like you said, where the fuck did you pull this shit from, dude? I wonder if it was like somebody he knew based on or something. I I don't know. But yeah, his his writing's crazy, so if you've yeah. never listened to Aesop Rock, definitely do your fail. Yeah, if I'm having like one of those like, oh man, today sucks. Put long legged Larry on, man. That shit <laughs> make you laugh. They and did it's a, good. They did a like plushy doll. Yeah, I know, dude. Larry. It was cool. It's that frog in shorts and his legs were super yeah. long. 
and it, I think his arms were his arms really long too. Yep. Yeah, that shit's funny. So he's like a stretch Armstrong frog. What What do you grab when you go to ASAP? My favorite Aesop rock is Bazooka Tooth, which some people would say otherwise, but I don't know. I just, one, the artwork I like a lot, but uh-huh. just the stories on it, it are ridiculous. And no, I just I got like that it. not that long ago, and it is fucking awesome. Labor Days is really good. But I'd, ha- yeah, I'd have to go with either Labor Days or Spirit World Field Guide would be mine. Yeah, I like Spirit World Field Guide a lot, too. Garbology was really good. Impossible Kid, I think, is probably my most listened to. Okay. Like, just if I'm streaming stuff and I'm, like, out on the go, like, that's always, like, stayed in my back pocket, kind of. Labor Days is And I still, me. like, when I listen to it, I still find shit that I didn't catch just from that, things that he says. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can listen to his songs a hundred times and you're unfolding little new bits of information each time. It's crazy. That's what I love about the Spirit World Field Guide. It's the same thing. Yeah, and I even I got the fucking instrumental, like, too, because I'm like, this shit's fucking amazing. Yeah. The album was, like, dedicated to his friend that was all into outdoorsy stuff. Oh, okay. And it had a really cool record. That was the one that had the clear label. Yeah. There was no center label to it. It was just said ASAP Rock in, like, yeah. yellow and blue or whatever, right? Yep. No, very, like, yeah, the packaging layout, the pressing... Nothing, I've never seen anything like that until then. That was the first time I've ever seen a clear center label. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. I was like, oh shit. Because I remember um, Atmosphere came out with that day before Halloween album. Yep. And it just had... Yeah, that was like all black. That one was all black. And it just had that tiny little sticker in the center. And that was the first time I seen that. And then Spirit World came out shortly after. Yeah, like kind of one upped it. Yeah, they like one upped it. And I was like, oh shit. Like Rhyme Sayers is fucking being innovative here. Definitely. Both of those albums are fucking cool too. Like at the time, it was like you had good hip hop and it was hard to like, well, what am I going to listen to? Fucking. Aesop or Atmosphere, you know? Yeah. But definitely, yeah, that was on, Aesop's on my list, too. Yeah, I can literally put him on, like, any day of the week, no problem. Yeah, for sure. And it happens a lot, too. So I'll be <laughs> like, shit, I'm running late, I don't have time to figure out what the hell I want to listen I'll to. Just pop Aesop on. Just hit Aesop Rock on. You know, I do that, I find myself doing that a lot with Zarface. Yep. That's another good one that... That could have made the list, right. too. Like, for sure. I almost really did add it, but I wanted to give Aesop Rock his credit. Right, and... Not that Zarface doesn't deserve it, but... Like we said, there's so many that we didn't put on that are out there. But, I'm yeah, is what it is, you know. So this will be my second to last one. Yeah, we got one, two more. One, whatever you're about okay. to do, and then... Well, I'm going to say... My last one is Warzone, another New York hardcore band. Can't help it, sorry. No, but love, it is fucking perfect, dude. They did not, like... And it's kind of the same thing, I guess, with Death, is they had, like, rotating members. Like, I, I want to say there's something like 60 people or more in and out of that band, and the only one that remained constant was fucking Rabies. But um, not a bad album, fucking super positive it's a good mix of like the beginning of hardcore but still the the strong punk influence yeah yeah and it's got a metallic sound i love yeah i don't like that lower east side is like poorly produced oh yeah that live album it's just so quiet yeah you get yeah it's it's is what it is. Because, like, you go back to listen to Don't Forget the Struggle, Don't Forget the Streets. Right. Like, yeah, it's raw, but, like, clarity-wise, you can hear everything. It's not really quiet and muffled sounding. But, some like, I've heard that one of them where you're like, what the this is fucking no, yeah. quiet. Yeah. It's and still good, but it's just, I feel like they should have ramped up the volume on that a little bit, whoever the producer was. Well, it was just live at CB's, I think. Or live at a couple different places. And then same thing with old school and new school. I didn't include that. 
because that's kind of like some live shit and some covers. But that's fucking awesome. I love. I've had that CD forever on, or I've had it on CD rather. Don't forget the struggle. Don't forget the streets is technically their first album. Open your eyes in '88 is the second. War Zone in 1989, and then they did what five records? The Sound of Revolution in '96, and Fight for Justice in '97. Or was it six? So it'd be one, two, three, five. But then, like you said, there's um, like the Lower East Side is an EP. Old School to New School is an LP, but it's kind of like a comp. There's a Cause for Alarm War Zone split. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I didn't count that in there. You know? But then none of those are bad. That's just it. It's like we could have done the entire, like, everything, not just the... um, Not just the studio Not album. just the studio yeah. album. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, the only one I, I need is... I listen to War Zone all the time working out. Is uh, Fight for Justice on vinyl. Yeah, dude. I, um, I fucking love it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Warzone's had a huge effect on me in my life um, for the good, you know. If I'm going to grab something to listen to, well, actually, I have a CD that has Don't Forget the Struggle and Open Your Eyes on it. So I just pop that in and get two albums for one. Yeah, it's a double feature. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was Dave Lockery's, or so he says. He's always trying to get it back. He's like, that was stolen from me. He's trying to get it back. He's like, I'm like, how can you see that scribble on there? I'm like, It's hard to tell if he's being serious sometimes. Oh, I know. It's funny. But anyway, last but not least, we have Billie Holiday. I'm glad because I, I was pretty sure that's who you, we were going to go with, you were going to say, and I didn't want to say it early. Oh, no, that's fine. Early. I was kind of figuring we'd save her for last cool. anyway. But yeah, she... Consistently, her whole career stayed. I mean, she was an amazing singer. If you're that, and like at the era that she was in, there wasn't like people trying to be like, oh, we need to make a charting hit. Like, we need to do this, that, and the other. There wasn't like all these pressure from labels. She actually had a hard time putting some of her stuff out due to the labels. And I don't know. I feel, I don't know if that added to it or not, but she was just a raw talent in general. I think it's just at a time, I mean, weren't people putting out, still putting out, like, singles, you know? What's early 50s? In all, like, wait, early, mid, late 50s. Yeah. Singles were still pretty pretty prevalent. Right. But she had, like... But there wasn't, like, a a fucking conglomerate corporation record label. Right, right. Being, like, I need fucking 300 singles this weekend. I just like how, like, her entire discography, again, it tells the story of her life when you listen to it. And you can hear all the ups and downs and shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in her voice, like, throughout yeah. all the things she's been in. And then by the time she gets to Lady and Satin, you're like, damn, you know what I mean? And that's, like, that's a pro- that's one of my favorite ones, but. Yeah, I think that is my you know favorite one. I don't Lady it's Sings to, the Blues. It's is hard to explain good. to somebody who doesn't listen I to know. Billie Holiday because it is old. Like it's old, timely music, but it's I don't know. It's raw. It's heartfelt. It's like there's a lot of feeling and soul and emotion put into that. And she's just a fucking a I true think, talent. Yeah, like, I think Billie Holiday is fucking timeless. Yeah, for real. And like yeah, like you said, it does. I think she could she could have done her thing in any era and it would we'd still be saying the same thing, you know. And we don't have a whole lot of people who are becoming like the next one of those. That well that's like like not that there could be another Billie Holiday, but somebody that had like that sort of in- impact. Like like there'll never be another Michael Jackson. There'll never be right. another Rick James. Like, right, right. And it's I don't know, like there's it's I'm curious to see later down the road who still lives up to that name. Is it still going to be the people who we're talking about now or is it going to be like I think Snoop Dogg will be up there just because of his exposure in the world. Yeah, like 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 100 years from now. Yeah, and like Willie Nelson and stuff just because of how big and iconic they were. But it's not like 
I mean, Michael like was putting out music that was good, like his whole fucking. Mm. No, definitely, Snoop Dogg's definitely had some flopper albums. Well, okay. Speaking of uh, Snoop Dogg, definitely had a lot of floppers. But Michael Jackson, I almost put on the list, except for his last record. I was like, man, I, I'm not putting that all the way up to Dangerous is fucking badass, including Dangerous. But the one after that, he tried to make that little comeback. Mm-hmm. Didn't dig that one. Is that the one with the super weird cover? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a carnival cover. No, yeah, the carnival cover, that's um that's dangerous. Oh, okay. That's the one I was thinking of then. It's after I'll uh anyway, it's after that and that's why it didn't I was like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, I like like I have a few Billy Holiday live records and I think I said this on another episode, but just hearing the emotion that she puts into singing. And I probably said that two, three times already, but that's really like what draws me to her. Oh, for sure. Cause like, I don't know. You like that. You can hear like the pain in her voice when she's singing about certain shit and, or like you can feel like the struggle that she's emulating. Oh, back to Michael Jackson, just for a brief second. Dangerous is 91, right? Awesome. History, past, present, and future, book one. That's good. That has, like, um, all I want to say is they don't really care about us. Like, I think that that particular album actually got him in trouble. And then um, that's for another show, though. Invincible was the name of the album, 2001. Bomber. I mean, and not even, it just, it wasn't, he came out, it wasn't good. There was no, the landscape changed, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, anyway. All right, before we wrap this up, let's uh, spout off some bands that almost made it but fucked it up by one or two or three albums. All right. No, that's okay. Michael fucked it up there with the Invincible. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good transition. Yeah, I didn't even realize. uh, Most popularly, Converge, for sure. Yeah. They almost had a perfect run until that Blood Moon album came out, and... And all they had to do, and they even they say just, it's not a converge. They're like, it's just this fun thing we did. Yeah, yeah, they, it's a converge slash Chelsea Wolf album. God. It's a comp, or not a comp, a duo. But yeah. still, it's got Converge's name on it. Like, why didn't they just create some little other exactly, brand man, for I it? Don't. It just doesn't really sound like it. God. Uh, Morbid Angel is another one. That almost had a perfect run, but they came out with that like industrial mm. album that I can't remember how to pronounce the name of. It just was not Morbid Angel. It didn't sound like him. It wasn't, I don't know what the fuck the story is behind that record, but it just is not good. And it fucked up their perfect run. Talking Heads, we almost threw them on there. They actually really do have a fucking perfect run. Like, I, I wasn't going to... I guess they get, they almost made it just because they almost made it. They just didn't that, make the final cut. That, and what's funny about that is I have a Talking Heads single like sitting up at my stereo right now that I'm like, I'm going to throw that on. And yeah. I just haven't yet. And it's funny that you mentioned that. Typo negative, I said. The Cure would have been another one, but their yeah, later, later career albums were not so good. And the top. I've never liked that album. I don't yeah, know, that's like, I have I own the top and it's uh it's boring. It's just very dull and bland I, compared and, to yeah. what what's like before that and what's immediately after that. Yeah, it's very. You're like, why did they the even fuck put did it you out? guys do? Like, I remember the first time I seen it, I thought it was a greatest hits record. Oh yeah, it, it, it looks, it looks like similar. A, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's almost the same, I guess, if you're glancing at it. Um, a band I th- that I feel had a perfect discography until their last record was Social Distortion. Now, some people argue... The last Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes? Correct. Yeah, Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes. And I listened to it, and I just... The production was way too clean. The songwriting wasn't there like it used to be. Now, some people could argue, well... They got pretty clean on sex, love, and rock and roll. But they put that shit out by themselves. So there's no selling out or right. change. And it, and, every, and I love that album. 
So, yeah, they almost made it, but that whole um, whatever he says, I'm robbing a bank 1935. I mean, Bonnie oh, and Clyde, right. yeah. like, come on, man. You're better than that. <laughs> Obituary almost made it. Yeah, that's true. They didn't true. do a bad record. They just didn't make the final cut. That's true. I was trying not to make it all metal bands. Yeah, that and that. Yeah, that's the other thing is we were trying to mix it up. But then all these bands that we think of only have, like, oh, shit, they only have three albums, you know? Yeah, like the Stooges. Like the Stooges. Even Drab Majesty, I'll say. Three. Three. All awesome. With a possible fourth coming soon, judging by some some Instagram teasers that they've posted, I think there's another one coming. And they're DJing some party. I've seen that. Now that band that I... Um, I didn't know they even knew how to talk. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. It's going to be weird. But that band that I sent uh, sent you earlier, Drab Majesty follows that band as well. Just oh, to okay. give you an idea gotcha. of the sound, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm going to check that out later. I would say Bruce Springsteen, except for there's question... You know, there's always a few questionable ones there. But I would say from... Born to Run until he didn't really do anything too bad after that, really. Not not that I can think of that I don't like. I mean, even through the 90s and shit. I guess, you know, Human Touch might be questionable. And what's the other one? Human Touch and Sister Album to that. Couldn't tell you. They both came out at the same time. I'm the wrong guy to ask that question. I know, I'm just thinking out loud. (laughs) I'll have to look it up quickly, but... Yeah, so didn't quite make it. Gaslight Anthem. I could have put them on there, but that Get Hurt Uh, album. Yeah, I was going to say they had that one. Fucking can't do it, man. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like, we could go on endlessly. True. Yeah, again, unless you have anything else to add, Jeremy, I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah, we can. uh, Lucky Town. Sorry, I had to say it. Lucky Town was the name. Lucky Human Touch and Lucky Town. Both came oh, out in 92, Springsteen, yeah. yeah. Those are kind of a little questionable. I thought you were talking about a band. I was like, I do not know who the fuck that is. You know, and I like everything that Springsteen put out. The only reason, again, like he didn't make it was I know that the first two albums were not accepted very well. Yeah. And, um, but everything else, man, Ghost of Tom Joad, The Rising, Devils and Dust, Working on a Dream, all that shit fucking is great, man. But I didn't realize that he uh, put out one last year already. Man, that guy fucking never stops. Anyway, yeah, he put out something last year. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Only but the strong survive. Yeah, I remember seeing it all over the place. Over here in New Jersey. Yeah, again, if you're in the Southwest Michigan area, come check out Vintage Music Market at Bell's Brewery on Sunday, May 21st, from 12 to 5. We'll be shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Definitely go follow all our social media stuff. Share the episodes. You know, follow the YouTube channel. Follow Jeremy and I on Instagram. Every little bit of exposure helps more people hear the podcast. And also, when we post this episode, you know, comment on the episode itself and let me know if there's bands that you think have a perfect discography. Or let us know if you think we're full of shit. Yeah, or that. I mean, I'm open to that, too, I suppose. Now they're going to keep popping in my head to replacements, man. We got to stop. Yeah, they almost made it, except don't tell a soul. Don't tell a soul. Yeah, all right, we're out of here. Everyone have a good one.